Welcome into The Harvest, a podcast dedicated to helping ordinary believers take the message and mission of Jesus out of the building and into the everyday places of life. Many of us have a love-hate relationship with social media. Over the past 10 to 12 years, it's come to play a major role in our personal lives and in society as a whole. As social media has evolved, our lives have subtly changed along the way. But few of us have stopped to give real thought to how it's changing us. So it's good to step back and ask, why am I on social media and how can I best interact there? On today's show, we talk about five mistakes you're making on social media and how you can fix them. We'd love to hear your thoughts on this topic, and you can join the conversation in the comments on Facebook under the post for this episode. Well, hello, everyone. We are back together again. I've got Andrew and Keith with me today. So it's all three of us. We're back. We are back and ready to hit this whole technology thing another time. Um, So I hope you guys are ready. (laughs) That's right. Our technology is working so far. So uh, we're going to talk about technology. Well, we're going to talk specifically about social media today, right? Yes. We're being a little bit more specific this week and kind of zeroing in on probably the topic that most people both care about and probably have the biggest struggles Mm -hmm. with. So um, we're going to try not to be hypocrites here today and (laughs) talk about social media. Um, We use social media a lot with Into the Harvest. Um, So actually, guys, if you don't mind... Um, Speaking of social media, I was looking at our ratings and reviews for our podcast, and we have a few more, which is really exciting. We just had one this past week. Do you want to hear it? I do. Sure. Okay. So this is from Sarah. So thanks, Sarah. We are excited about this review. She says, oh, and she gave us five stars. So my favorite rating. Oh, man. Yeah. Five stars. <laughs> Way to go, Sarah. Yeah. With the fast-paced world of technology, I'm so thankful for this conversation. With two little ones growing up, it gave me more insight and inspiration of what actions to take for them as well as for myself. Even though technology is not specifically mentioned in the Bible, the subject to not be conformed to the world struck a chord with me. How much is technology wow. stealing from our time with Jesus, family, and friendships? Mm. Even from the creative development of young children, looking forward to more to follow. So that's exactly what we're going to do this today. Thank you, Sarah. Um, I'm glad that yeah, it was beneficial for you. And we hope that we give you even more good stuff to chew on this week. So, and that was, it sounded like that was specifically about last week's episode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she wrote that on Friday. On- so right yeah, probably after. Yeah, the downside of technology is what we were talking about. So yeah, if folks number are listening to this one and have not heard that one, then um, definitely check out last week because these these two conversations are designed to to fit together. Yeah. Um, so yeah, hopefully people will check that out. Yeah. And she um, specifically, in, in the kind of the title, she put number 42. So that was awesome. And we love that. If you have something that you want to share... Um, in our reviews and you just want to, you know, put the title in the subject line, that will work. We will get it that way. We also get Mm. comments on Facebook. We always post our podcasts onto our Facebook page. And so you can easily Mm -hmm. comment there and we will communicate with you in that way as well. So we definitely love your feedback and your thoughts. So let's get started. Are we ready? Do we have any thought? How are you guys doing? Everything good over there? 
my kid's sleeping, yeah. so I have nothing to report. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I think because we're talking about this topic today and our podcast isn't big enough to really get in trouble just yet. I uh, want to call out Verizon Wireless, who's uh, making it really hard to uh, <laughs> to do anything these days, which is probably a good thing. Like, uh, it'll give us more time to zoom in on the things that matter. So, yeah, shout out to you, Verizon, for uh, body signaling. <laughs> for keeping you uh, accountable to not spending too much time exactly. on your phone. Oh, that's, that's exactly. rough. That's, well, that's my first world problem of the day right there. I mean, as long as you haven't cried about it yet, then you're doing better than I did in our last. And no feeling of tears. Yeah. <laughs> I did out myself in our last episode on on crying over bad signal. Okay. Um, well, guys, I think we have sort of taken the beast of social media and divided it up into maybe five things that we feel like um, are struggles of social media. Five mistakes that we see commonly made within the context of social media. So we're just going to dive right in, if that's okay. Um, And I'm just going to kind of give us the struggle, and then we'll talk about it for a few minutes. Um, Hopefully, with each one of these, you guys listening, uh, we're going to tell you the struggle, and you're probably just going to be yes and amening us um, wherever you are. (laughs) And then hopefully, (laughs) instead of just being like, we all agree that this is terrible, we will give you... (laughs) something good, something constructive um, to hopefully help us uh, avoid these mistakes. So let's get started. The first one is we are probably all spending way too much time on social media. Yeah, it's, it's, I think that one's probably easy. And and no matter how much time you're spending on it, um, all of us have probably had times where we felt like, man, I I wasted way too much time just browsing or you finish uh, spending 20, 30 minutes on Facebook or Instagram and, and you realize that, uh, yeah, you should have spent like five minutes, maybe 10 minutes and you just lost track of time. So yeah. I, I definitely think this is a big one. For sure, Andrew, I agree. I think uh, so easy to fall into it because it's almost like mindless. Like you don't have to be that present to be doing it. Uh, it's almost like such a habit now. We just We just go for it and uh, you listeners on the podcast are, are going to get the first dibs. I haven't announced to the team that I have been taking a, a break from Facebook actually, because I felt like I was spending a little too much time on it. So, uh, my numbers for the week have been less than 10 minutes on social media because Ooh. we still are uh, trying to make it happen on Instagram. So yeah, yeah. Sorry guys that I haven't been reposting anything, uh, into the <laughs> harvest wise on Facebook, but I have been taking a, a break because of this first point. I feel like I, uh, was just spending too much time on it and not constructive time. So I had to uh, exercise some self-control there. So you took a fast. You did it. You took a fast from it. Yeah, I took a little it. fast, Abby. I had, to, I had to apply something from last <laughs> from week. From last uh, week. <laughs> last, last couple of weeks of podcast, yes. Yeah. Well, uh, if you're spending 10 minutes, then that's, that's much better. I, I did a little bit of research leading up to this particular episode and um, right now, the numbers are the the average person spends two hours and twenty two minutes a day oh, man. socializing online. So that's that's the average person. So if you're spending ten minutes, you're really helping the rest of us. You're bringing that average down. <laughs> only recently, only recently, I was probably a part of that uh, two hours not too long ago. So, but it's something that we mentioned. Most of that, I think, is usually mindless time, or, or you're standing in line and you're waiting to check out, and so you just pull out your phone, you start yeah. looking through Instagram or scrolling through Facebook. 
So I, I think um, a verse that came to mind as, as I was thinking about this particular mistake was out of Ephesians chapter five. It's kind of like the, the point about technology not being in the Bible from last week's episode, but time management and making good use of our time is something that the Bible talks about. In Ephesians chapter five, Paul tells us to look carefully how we walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of our time because the days are evil. And he goes on to say, therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And so we should not be mindlessly engaging in mm -hmm. social media, even though that is easy to do. And it's, it's a temptation. But when we think about social media and the role that it's playing in our lives, even down to why am I on it right now? Right. We need to be mindful about the way we engage with social media, which I think is just a starting point. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I know you guys do not have iPhones, which is, gosh, really annoying. <laughs> but I do. So, you know, uh, I just want to throw that out there. If um, Apple's listening, I, I do take free products. Um, but if you have an iPhone that under settings, you can look under screen time. If you haven't turned that feature on, then you definitely should because it will break down the time that you spend on your phone. Um, so it will show oh. you what apps you're using and how much time you're using. And if you would like to set boundaries for yourself, um, you can put time limits on different apps. And oh. then it will just like shoot you um, a message like you've gone over your time limit on this app. I think the worst thing that can happen is you could just be like ignore and then continue to be on that app. But oh, I yeah. think that that at least <laughs> oh, yeah. combats that mindlessness that you're talking about, Andrew, because I think that really mm -hmm. is a struggle for most of us. Definitely for me, because I can be very ADD oh, yeah. um, and I will get out my phone for like a actual purpose. And I will pull it out and there will be like three notifications on it. And whatever I got it out for has like fully left my mind. <laughs> Does this happen to anyone else or is this just like oh, yeah. a mom brain thing? Okay, good. It's nope, happened to it's, you? It's okay. not just a mom brain. Okay, good. Whew, you are not man. alone. Eh? Well, I mean, I do <laughs> like Michael to Jackson blame things alone. on the mom brain, but yeah, it's real rough. <laughs> yep. um, yeah, so I think that that can be really helpful um, just to kind of you know, every so often I'll check in there and to see what my numbers are like, just to mm -hmm. uh, see how I am doing, because so much of it can be a mindless thing that you think, well, I didn't spend that much time on there. And then, like you said, Andrew, you know, you've been in several lines that day or, you know, you're just zoning out waiting for a meeting or whatever else. Um, so it's just kind of a good way to check in. Um, so is there something like that for Androids? It would probably have to, well, honestly, I don't know. I need to check it out. That's, oh, that'll be snap. one of my takeaways from this is to look to see if there's a screen time built into the phone. Uh, uh, but I'm sure that there are apps that can do that. That's true, um, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I, I, I read a quote um, last month that really struck me. It was actually on Twitter, so it was on social media. Irony. <laughs> <laughs> But um, this particular person said, you have to be smart enough to avoid industrial food, sedentarism, employment, specialization, mindless entertainment, news, drug abuse. Oh, okay. You have to be smart enough to <laughs> avoid those things. If you are, then the modern world is awesome. Oh, wow. But if you're not smart enough to 
control yourself in those areas, then society is basically decided to throw us to the wolves and we're going to become the one of the characters in the movie Wally. Did you guys ever see oh, that? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. They were, they were <laughs> That's where we're headed yeah. unless because nobody is going to actually police you. So social media is something that you have to. Sure. Well, in the West. Whether it's through the screen time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> um, but so you you and I have to take that on ourselves to figure out how do we become more disciplined. And, huh. you know, one thing you mentioned, Abby, is just taking your phone out of your pocket. Um, I recently read a book called Atomic Habits by James Clear. And he talks about how just that simple action of taking your phone out of your pocket creates a cascading uh, set of actions because once you take it out of your pocket, you're going to open it. Once you open it, you're going to see those notifications. Once you see those notifications, you're going to spend 15, 20 minutes mm. either responding to texts or getting distracted. Yeah. So um, the average person takes their phone out of their pocket over 40 times a day. Oh, man. Oh. And so uh, um, uh. even just being more mindful of, hey, rather than mindlessly reaching into my pocket, I've got tw 20 seconds of dead time. Rather than pulling my phone out, is there something else I can do with that time? Because yeah. yep. it doesn't end up being 20 seconds. It ends up being five minutes, 10 minutes. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's never short. This is point This is point number one, guys. You see how good that is? That's, that's number one right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think um, my one last thing on this topic is just that I will periodically move my apps around so that I have to scroll Ooh, and find them. Um, otherwise, yep. you know, your little fingers are just like super fast at just opening up yep. various apps that you always open. Yeah. So I just like True, to trick Abby. myself a little bit. That's, That's my my last That's a good one. my last little one for that. Okay, so let's move on to um, the second biggest mistake, which is comparing our ordinary lives with everyone else's highlight reel. This is one that's talked about quite a bit, but I think it's worth us discussing as well. Yeah, when was the last time you posted a photo of your bedhead? Um, all the time. I clearly do not. <laughs> I do not abide by this. Everyone can follow me on social media and feel real good about it. <laughs> there we go. So you're, you're, you're trying to make people feel better about themselves. I am actually. <laughs> I really try to be very honest on social media, but um, yeah. I still like filters. Most of us, <laughs> yeah, most of us are trying to not post uh, our, our worst the worst of our day, of course, oh, yeah. you know, everyone's trying to put their best foot forward for sure. if they're going to put it out there for the world to see. Um, and, and we know that, like we do that in our own lives, um, but sometimes we can forget that. And as you're looking through other people's social media feed, you know, you can begin to actually become very discontent. It's kind right. of an amazing thing that social media on the whole has not made us happier people or more more contented, more satisfied with our, our own circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, I would almost, um, I think this is like a part of the human condition. Um, I think social media has like intensified it. But if you look back and um, in the book of John, when Jesus was uh, asking Peter, hey, do you love me? You know, feed my sheep. Do you love me? Feed my lambs. And he asked him three times. And by the end of it, uh, Peter had got pretty discouraged, you know. And, uh, yeah, Jesus was just asking him, do you love me? But somehow, you know, he told him, hey, follow me. And that triggered in his brain 
what about John? Like, what what is John doing? Like, <laughs> yes. Like, what about this guy? You know, oh, and like uh, I love that passage. Jesus is like, hey, <laughs> exactly. It's like, what is it to you? You know, like, as for you, you follow me. Like, but you know, John had got some um, some future insight that that Peter didn't get, and he felt left out. You know, so even though Jesus was talking to him directly and challenging him in a unique way, his initial reaction was, well, well what about this guy? You know, like so that comparison or that. Um, that discontent, I think, is a part of the human condition. So now on social media, it's only intensified because it's in your face every day. You know, it's like, oh, well, I don't look like that, or I don't have that. You know, it's like, well, I, I, I think I deserve that. You know, so I don't know. Does that is that a ringing a bell for you guys? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I think you're right. It is just part of the human condition. It's not something new, but yeah. if you're spending two hours a day looking at other people's <laughs> highlight reels, Man. then yeah, it's rough. I mean, if that's true, it yeah. isn't it amazing. We've we've never been wealthier. I don't I don't think any. Uh, we live in the United States in 2019, where we have unprecedented wealth and mm. convenience and comfort, and yet there is a a crisis of depression yeah. and, and loneliness yeah. in our society right now, which is amazing. Uh, we've got to kind of put two and two together and ask <laughs> ourselves, why is it that yeah. we've never had more and yet, you know, especially the younger generation is is dealing with depression and feeling isolated and alone. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a real paradox. Yeah, I think, you know, being careful about what we do consume that if it's if we are following things on Instagram like particular um accounts and they actually make us feel worse uh and every time we see them we feel a little bit more down on ourselves um we can for sure unfollow like i give us all permission yep. to uh just be <laughs> mindful of like you know they don't have to they don't know that you've unfollowed them like it's okay um Freedom. i you can mute people you can unfollow them can. um yep. and i have definitely done that like they're just um people that i realize that uh my own mental health is better off if I do not see them pop up on my feed. And I can mm -hmm. even be, you know, a great friend with someone in real life and not mm. need to follow them on social media. So I know it sounds, oh. it's shocking, but it's true, friends. Oh, it's truth You've bomb. heard it here first. Good, you huh? don't have to follow everyone. Yeah. <laughs> so I think just being aware of that, right? Like being aware of how, um, how people's content make you feel. Um, that sounded really mm -hmm. like touchy-feely there, but that's not really how I meant it. But no, um, but I do think we have to, you know, analyze a little bit um, in regards to the content we're taking in and not just allow it free reign into us. Um, I think another thing yes. is even with our own, um, the Harvester series that we do on our blog, um, one thing that we've really tried to do is have questions as part of the Harvester series that are like, you know, what are the biggest struggles you have? Because mm. people will mm. even comment like, oh, well, that ministry is just really hopping and popping over there, you know, and you start to feel bad about how your ministry is doing, how you're doing, you know, with the people that you're discipling. And boy, my disciples are just not as obedient as your disciples. And we start to do that even with our spiritual lives. And so we have to be careful to to be honest as we can be um, about the fact that we're all have disappointments and struggles going on so 
I think it can work even yeah. in our context of, you know, sharing ministry. Well, I think a thing that's already coming through is just being self-aware and, yeah. and being mindful. And and that's something that I've tried to to practice. You know, if I do find myself actually feeling discouraged be, after spending time on social media, just to ask yourself, well, why, why is that, you know? Mm. Why, why am I feeling the way I'm feeling? And a lot of times it's, it's, it's something that I need to do business with in my own heart. So in Romans 12, we're told to rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Mm. And you, when you read that, it doesn't seem that radical, but if you actually try to live that out in the everyday of life, it's really hard to uh, rejoice with, with those who rejoice and to weep with those who weep. And on a small level, I think that happens to us as we're scrolling through social media. For sure. Where we can begin to, rather than rejoicing with what's going well in someone else's life, you know, we can begin to turn inward and, and feel discouraged that things aren't going differently in our own lives. So that's actually a good opportunity when you're feeling that, if you recognize it, to to go back to God and to do business with him. Well, why, mm. why am I feeling this discontent is it's not that the other, it's not the other person's fault. I All mean, sometimes right. it, it, like you said, Abigail, absolutely. If there's accounts that just always make you feel bad yeah. for sure. Well, but it may uh, not be like, it may not actually those. be bad. And I, I just, I will caveat that, right. you know, it just may be for whatever reason, you know, their children are just so much smarter and cuter than your own children. And you just can't <laughs> abide by that. And you just need to know, I know about that. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> or am I? Anyway, this is a really good transition. Wow. We're going to transition perfectly into the next mistake, which is looking for affirmation, approval, and connection only via social media or just in social media. Because uh, this is definitely a real... Uh, <laughs> this is a grenade, uh, this, friends. We're getting real. Yeah. Because this is something that's a little embarrassing to admit, but... All of us on some level, if you're on social media, you, you, you struggle with this. Oh, yeah. And, you know, you mentioned three different words there, Abigail. So I just want to repeat them. Yeah. You know, we're looking for affirmation. We're looking for approval or we're looking for meaningful connection through social media. And all of those, I think, are ultimately mistakes. So um, I know that those are things that I've experienced in my own life. How about you guys? Yeah, for sure. I uh, I've been struggling not to post this picture of my uh, my new biceps that I've gotten over this past year <laughs> <laughs> because uh, I realize that I don't need the approval you're, of. Uh, <laughs> you're struggling. You're struggling no, with that. Oh man, no. but I love those. I love those three words: affirmation, approval, and connection. Like um, there are certain things you know that. If you're posting, like you're really looking for affirmation, and oh yeah, if you uh, look into the five love languages, um, the least popular one to me that I've seen seems like words of affirmation. But what? Uh, That's not true. Yeah, it really does. No. It seems like it, at least from what I've seen, it's not true. <laughs> no. Okay, but I, I agree. I actually agree with you, Abby, because if you look at social media today, like we're all looking for this affirmation. Like we all need that, like that like or that positive comment or that response you know or that hey i missed you kind of uh thing that gives us you know it gets us going so i do think that we're looking for something like and sometimes it is to update the family or to uh 
to really show people what's going on in your life. But if you if you're getting to the point where you're noticing who's liking and not liking it, like down to the detail, <laughs> oh, man. Like, man it's Ooh, a, that's rough. It's Someone thing. didn't like this post. <laughs> exactly. Surely no one else has done that, right? No one's ever <laughs> exactly. looked at like, oh. Right. Why didn't Keith like my picture? And I genuinely do not do that. That is for, I don't think I ever really notice the likes. My social media is almost all, like it's used almost entirely as a record of my children. Mm. So just FYI, Mm. (laughs) I may get a little too personal on there because of that. But um, okay, so the thing I want to talk about, these three words um, that we came up with, um, I did not come up with them. And so I... I want to talk about this connection one. So you feel like mm-hmm. uh, connection on social media is a mistake. Let's talk about that. Well, what what I would say is what what level of connection are you expecting or hoping for? Mm. And sometimes I think we're looking for connection on social media because we don't have meaningful connections in our our real everyday lives, or perhaps we're we're feeling. Uh, lonely or we're not feeling affirmed and therefore we we go online to to feel better Mm, and there's just um there's no substitute for face-to-face relationships and when you spend time with people in person there's there's a level of connection that i've never found um through social media and so i think it's more uh, the beauty of social media is that it does allow us to connect on a certain level mm-hmm. with people that may be outside of our local area. But in terms of in-depth, meaningful connections and relationships, you know, social media is is not a place where I found that that kind of, of connection. So I think the solution for me is to make sure that I am cultivating real in-person, face-to-face relationships throughout the week. And that those are the places where I'm really mm. looking for friendship, for encouragement. Um, I, one of my love languages is words of affirmation. So um, if, if it's a minority, <laughs> then uh, I'm in the minority. But yeah, so uh, Keith's giving me a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> he knows. Yeah. I have to, I have to. Well, good job, Andrew. Thanks for sharing that. That was great. Um, <laughs> I'm just giving you some words of affirmation there. Yeah. No, I um, I know I think that's really good. And I think when we do um start to maybe put those connections on social media above those real life connections, then we do kind of have to take pause and and wonder why that is. Um what is it mm. about our real life self that we're not willing to put out there um to have genuine connection with people. So I think that's really a great point. Um, yeah, one of my one of my ways of trying to address this in my own life is I just ask the question, why am I posting this? You know, before I post anything, there's a reason for it. Yeah. No, no one just posts something without any reason or without any motivation. So, if I'm getting ready to post something, why am I posting this? What's the purpose? Mm-hmm. And I actually took a year off from social media um, in 2017 right before we launched uh, Into the Harvest. And part of that was just a reset for, for my own life that I, mm-hmm. I had, you know, all of us sort of have just spent the last 10 years with social media becoming more and more a part of our daily lives. Yeah. And it's been sort of an evolution thing for most people, I think, where they haven't 
really sat down and thought through, you know, what is my purpose for being on Facebook? Why mm -hmm. am I posting on Instagram? So I guess it's just the common theme that we've had here is to be thoughtful and to be aware of what is the reason behind me posting this? I don't think you have to spend five minutes thinking it through, but <laughs> you know, spend, spend 15 seconds like, Hey, should I post this? If I am, why am I posting this? Am I looking for approval? Mm -hmm. Um, if that's the reason, it's probably not a good reason to post something. Yeah. And it always, you know, we can look at, um, we're trying to be vulnerable here. So no offense to my friends who are doing this, but you can identify people really quickly who are looking for some kind of approval or affirmation and they do it really often. So I like Abby's point about cleaning up your social media. Like you don't have to uh, stand for that or, or feel like you have to be a part of that because um, yeah, we, we can uh, really leverage this thing without uh, taking away from our ourselves or our self-esteem or our self-confidence and our security in Jesus, like knowing who we belong to. Mm. So if you have to put up, um, you know, the guard, then feel free to do so. That's good. Yeah. I think that's the ultimate question is, if, if we're looking to social media for these things, affirmation, approval, and connection, I think it points out that we're, we're not seeking those from the right source. And so our affirmation, our approval should be coming from the Lord, regardless of what other people think of us. That connection should be coming from the real people that he's put around us in our daily lives. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that the probably the place where this is the hardest for me is in um, not like in pictures or those kind of things, because like I said, I clearly have no filter and I will post bedhead pictures <laughs> of myself and my children. So um, I don't know. I have no shame in that regard, but I do like when I used to blog, I had a personal blog for a really long time and I was like all about the comments and all about like mm. how many people like visited my blog. And when I, mm. um, when I kind of like had my come to Jesus moment about that, um, it was really because I felt like if I, if no one read it or no one commented, then why was I even doing it? It had taken, you know, time out of my day. And so why would I even put in the effort? Um, and so it was about me deciding, you know, with the Lord of like, is this something that is worth putting out and no one reads it? Is it still worthy before the Lord? And that's really all that should matter. And if he sends like one person to read it, then I should be happy about that one person. But that yeah. was a really, really hard thing for me to learn. Um, and it took many a year because I started blogging like in college. So I was 19 mm. years old. So maturity had to happen. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I just feel for all of the kids that are having to grow up in the social media age, it's so, so hard. Oh, my Seriously. goodness. Yeah. Uh, my prayers yeah. are with them. It's rough, particularly on this this issue, because I think, you know, teenagers, um, young people, this 
seeking affirmation and approval and connection, this is like where it hits for them. This is the hardest area in their life, really. And social media just plays a huge role in it. So um, we can yeah. be in prayer for them as well as give them our little pieces of advice. Okay. So <laughs> yeah. um, we're going to move on to the fourth mistake, which is sending mixed signals, um, particularly in how we are portraying ourselves as believers on social media. Yeah, I think this one, when we talked a little bit before we started recording, we we said that the first three mistakes that we've covered so far are, are sort of more internal, I guess, personal, um, our own health in terms of how we're doing, what we're looking for from social media. These last two are going to be more of how we're representing ourselves, but more importantly, how we're representing Jesus um, since, you know, many of us, if, if people are connected to us online, there are times where we're posting things about the Bible or about what it means to be a follower of Jesus, mm-hmm. or just making it known that, that we are people of, of faith. And yet many believers will, will post a Bible verse or some sort of a, a meme, a scripture mm-hmm. meme. And then a few minutes later post something that is is really negative or yep. not not glorifying to God at all. And so that's really what we're talking about here in terms of sending mixed signals that if you are, are on social media and you've identified yourself as a follower of Jesus, you know, each of us has a responsibility to represent him well. And part of that is having a coherent message that that the way we interact, the the, the things that we post are consistent in that they're they're pointing people towards the Lord. They're pointing people towards godliness and a healthy view of other people in life. Mm. So this is one that it's a big deal to me. And I got to be honest, I I think it's one of the more damaging things that Christians are doing today to to give people who either don't have faith Mm -hmm. or people who are on the fence to give them reasons not to pay attention to the true message that's, that's trying to be put out there about Jesus. So this is a, a really big deal for me that we we've got to get better as believers representing Jesus consistently. For sure. We're called like to be ambassadors for Christ and uh, that's not just face to face or, you know, like with everything that's come along in the last decade, uh, we have to be ambassadors for Jesus online too. Like people can look at us and and identify, hey, does this person really belong to Jesus? By a lot of our activity on social media, and it's it's not easy. I will be the first to admit it, and um, I think it's even harder now because, at least from um, the people I've really interacted with, um, you can like a video or a comment on a video, and it'll show up in your timeline. Like people will show that you reacted to that video or even on Instagram. Uh, if you go through my friends, like activities log, like you can see what people are liking and commenting on. And uh, it's really not hard to find that information, you know? So I guess that's me admitting. That I'm, uh, <laughs> Be careful. You know, like stuff if that, you're a cute friend, <laughs> that's what you're saying. Exactly. And even for me too, like people have, you know, they can see what I liked or didn't like, or, you know, like, and that's uh that's tough, you know? So if you're liking something that isn't um, showing that you're an ambassador for Christ, then it, it, sometimes it can lead to a conversation or uh, someone not uh, thinking you're 
as legitimate as you may claim. So yeah, just being really careful about not sending mixed signals and remembering that we are ambassadors for the Lord. Yeah, and I think just realizing that social media is is a great way to communicate and be in people's lives and share different things, but it is not a replacement for a face-to-face conversation. Um, and like yeah. a winky face emoji will not cover a <laughs> like really sarcastic comment with as much grace mm. as is required mm. <laughs> so if it's gonna be misinterpreted or if it's something that's that um hard or convoluted and that people are gonna probably you know misunderstand then is it really even worth putting out there like i oh this is something that um i once again i you know i said that i have been on social media for a long time like i started blogging back in like the zanga days if anyone remembers zanga <laughs> um but nope. jenga is the game you play with the wood right jenga <laughs> Zanga with his ex. Anyway, um, only like a very select few people in the world will understand that reference. But if they do, then we're probably going to be good friends. Um, I. But the thing is, is I think having that sort of like slow progression into social media, I was able to make some pretty big mistakes early on that weren't just detrimental mm. to me now um, that social media is everywhere. Um, but I think sarcasm is probably the big biggest one for me because I am very sarcastic in real life. Um, and I had to learn like you just <laughs> – genuinely cannot be sarcastic <laughs> in the social media wor- world to the extent. In fact, maybe not at all. I mean, you really just have to say what you say and mean what you mean. Um, so yeah. I, I think that we can um, we can think that we are communicating, you know, just beautifully. And yet uh, so much is lost in, in translation, really. Uh, and so we just have to really be careful of you know what is really worth putting out there um to be misinterpreted so i think you know we've already talked about you know is this really worth me putting out onto social media like what are my intentions and i think this kind of is a similar thing um i think my Mm. faith might be the only thing i'm trying to think that might be the only thing that i am willing to um whoa Whatever that truck was going by. Oh, you heard that? Oh, man. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. friends. That was not on my end. Um, <laughs> not in not Texas. In Texas. Uh, but just I think my faith is the only thing I'm willing to to risk because that is important. That's important enough because that's life and death for people. And so I'm mm. willing to be uh, misunderstood and have people question me on that and then hopefully get into a conversation with them. But pretty much everything else, um, my political views, what I think about sports teams, um, what I think (laughs) about television shows and movies and all the other things that people talk about on, you know, pumpkin spice lattes versus not pumpkin spice lattes. Do I recycle? (laughs) Do I not recycle? Like all these things are really not worth it to my witness, I guess. Like that's just kind of how I've. I have like narrowed it down yeah. to my children and like the picture of their first day of school 
and my faith. Like that's pretty much all you're going to see for me. So, um, but I think, you know, if there's something else that is worth it to you and you're really, really passionate about, I'm not saying that that's bad. I'm just saying, just know that that's part of your identity now. Um, that's part of mm-hmm. who you're representing. Um, and if it's worth it to you, then just know that that's what is being shown to the world, I guess. One one last thing I want to say on this point, Abigail, is is no matter how many friends you have, uh, followers, whatever, whatever it is on social media, if if you're on social media, you are a public figure, and you're putting your business out mm-hmm. to the world, which is it's really amazing what we're willing to put out there about ourselves. Um, you know, just as someone, I, I manage a couple of rentals, rental properties, and um. If you put in an application to rent my house, I will look at your Facebook. <laughs> nice. And it's yeah. pretty revealing. Yeah. Um, it, so people pick up much more about us through our social media than I think we, we realize. Yeah. We're, we're putting out a lot more mm-hmm. in terms of what we're representing than, than we realize. And if you, probably the biggest area that I see believers messing up in this area is they will they will repost something or they'll share a video and you look at that video and you're like, this is not good. Like this does not represent Jesus. <laughs> this is I, I not think good. some of us, <laughs> but I think some of us, we don't think of it as we're saying this right. because we didn't come up with the video. Yeah. We're just passing it on. Oh, gosh, and no. my friends, you have to stop doing that. You have to stop sharing stop <laughs> stuff stop that stop uh, does not represent Jesus. Stop. Um, so I, I just realize that you're you're putting out a lot more than you probably realize, and people are paying attention at a level that you may not realize. So, mm-hmm. yeah, be mindful of yeah, that. Yeah, when I was thinking about this particular um, mistake, I was reminded of the verses in First Corinthians ten. You know that you know everything is permissible, but it does not mean that everything is beneficial. And a lot sure. of what we're doing on social media is not beneficial. And I think if we start to see each one of us as an ambassador for Christ, um, I know that if I'm, this is kind of a small tangent, but I think it'll be worth it. Um, missionaries will often have to take kind of a, a sort of sign on a dotted line for their mission organization that they won't drink in public. They won't, um, you know, do certain things, um, because that wouldn't Mm. represent their mission organization. Well, um, I really wish that all Christians thought that way because we really are all missionaries. <laughs> so if we all sure. just thought like I need to, you know, side on a dotted line that I am every day being a representative of Jesus on my social media, um, hopefully that would help us maybe uh, sort of pick between and, and pick and choose what truly is not just permissible but beneficial for those that are are following along. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a good distinction. Yeah. Okay. So our last one that we wanted to talk about is probably the biggest one, and that is: <laughs> please do not engage in the war of words that is happening on social media. Probably mostly <laughs> on facebook um but also twitter oh my goodness if you're on twitter buckle up so it's so fun (laughs) (laughs) is it (laughs) 
<laughs> no, I'm teasing. I uh, I, I am not. I know. I'm to, kidding. To engage in the war of words. I know. I'm not um, even on Twitter because I cannot hang. I cannot hang there. Yeah, yeah. Twitter is definitely the most negative platform. Oh uh, yeah. Well, with this one, I was thinking of a verse from Second Corinthians, and it says, um, Paul is saying, whether we are in this world or the next, we have our aim as pleasing the Lord Jesus, because we're all going to have to appear before the judgment seat of Christ, and each of us is going to have to receive what we're due for what we've done in the body, whether good or evil. And then he goes on to say, therefore, knowing the fear of the Lord, we seek to persuade others. Huh. So part of our... Part of our view of life is the way that we're living, we're going to be held accountable to, but we realize that others are going to be held accountable as well. And it's completely appropriate, therefore, to try to persuade others. If you've learned some some truths about the Lord, some truths about life, it's a good thing to want to engage with others and to try to persuade them to see things your way. But what's interesting is you know, social media is probably the least effective place to, to do that in. So if you're trying to, if you're a Democrat trying to convince someone that they should be a Democrat, trying to convince a Republican, you're not going to do it on Facebook. What? Um, you're kidding. I know. <laughs> shocking. That was sarcasm, everybody. And, and <laughs> the same is true about, uh, about faith. If we're, if we're going to try to argue people or make points thinking that that's going to, like, what's the point? What are we trying to accomplish in engaging this this war of, of words? You're not going to, that's not going to be the way that you persuade people. Much more effective is if, if what you're posting is humble, it's glorifying God, and you have non-believer friends who are part of your, your social media um, mm -hmm. connections. If they can just see what you're living, that's, that's a much better witness to them than you trying to directly um, argue them into, into the kingdom. Um, one little story on this was uh, a fight that I had with my wife, Cindy, um, earlier in our marriage. So it's been a few years, guys. <laughs> Actually, this was a huge turning point um, for us in, in our communication because mm. I am much more uh, expressive, uh, What's the word? Extroverted. Mm -hmm. And Cindy is more of a processor. And so in the early years of our marriage, when we would argue, I would always win. Um, <laughs> oh, at least in my okay. mind. <laughs> <laughs> at least in my mind. Because at some point she would just stop talking. And so I thought, well, there, there we go. I made my point. I convinced her. But uh, late one night we were, it was after midnight and we were arguing about something. I can't even remember what. And so I had made my point, she had responded and I had responded at some point, probably about 30 minutes into this argument, you know, she had gotten quiet and, um, she told me, you know, just because I stopped talking doesn't mean that you won. Ooh, and, um, Cindy, good one. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds so obvious, but that was a revelation to me. It really was like, oh, there's something beyond just making my point mm. and, uh, scoring the point that. Why am I doing this? Why are we having this conversation? Well, ultimately, it's because I want us to view things the same way. I would love for her to come around to, to not only understanding my point, but agreeing with me. Mm -hmm. And for her, that was the same goal. But um, I think we need to be mindful of why are, we, why are we engaging with people in the comments and how can we do that in a way that persuades, that doesn't just score points or, or wins arguments. 
Yeah, my, my quick thought on that one, I really like what you shared, Andrew. And I think if you really want a healthy relationship with social media and a healthy, like to have it healthy in your life, to be a part of your life, uh, you need to have a healthy relationship and walk with the Lord and to really be letting his word transform you. Because um, just thinking of some of the passages, you know, like vengeance is mine, says the Lord. Uh, I will repay, like leave venge- leave room for the, re- the vengeance of the Lord. Like I think a lot of times we feel like we have to win every battle. Like we have to uh, defend God on every, you know, slander or every blasphemous post we see. Like it's our opportunity to, to go after it, you know. And uh, I don't think that's the way that our Lord would have us approach it. And also when Paul is telling the believers in Corinth, like, uh, if another believe you or somebody wrongs you, like, why not suffer the loss? Like, why not suffer the wrong instead of uh, going out and going on this war of words where, you know, like tit for tat and like Andrew was saying, like those can be turning points. So if you really want to have an effective presence online to to leverage your social media platform, then like have a healthy walk and relationship with God and really let his word be your guidance um, as you're thinking about what to post or what to to comment on because I, uh, he, he won't steer us wrong. You know, he gave us his word and it's living and active even in today's society. Mm, that's really good, Keith. I think, um, this is a hard thing for most of us because we are sitting alone somewhere, maybe not physically alone, but we're just with our device, like typing away and we're not looking that person in Mm -hmm. the eye. Um, I think probably a lot of the really harsh and mean things that are said would hopefully not be said if it was face to face with someone. Um, and I think particularly on, you know, things that are particularly hot topics such as politics, that's the one that comes to mind. I basically left Facebook during the last um, presidential election, and it was because of people that I actually agree with um, politically. But I had to leave social media because they were so <laughs> cruel and over-the-top mean to the the people that didn't agree with them um, that mm-hmm. I was, like, losing respect for people right and left that I, like, genuinely love and care for. <laughs> so I had to just leave mm-hmm. so that I could continue to um, – to love them in real life. Uh, but it was at that point that I really started to see one that, you know, you absolutely will not convince someone on social media um, <laughs> and have them like flip sides and be like, yeah, you know what? I am going to vote for that person. Um, but also mm-hmm. that that there are people watching. There are people watching you all the time that maybe you've forgotten you were Facebook friends with or you forgot you were Instagram friends with because maybe they don't, they never actually like anything or comment, but they're still there. Like if you need a little bit of a reminder, mm-hmm. maybe that's something you could do this week is go into your um, your Facebook friends and just like scroll through them a little bit um, because you really yeah. maybe will be surprised or forget um, about some of the maybe non-believers or people that are um, just categorically on the opposite side of the political spectrum as you um, maybe just live totally different lifestyles as you and yet for whatever reason you cross paths and you are now Facebook friends um, for me I have two people that I almost always 
picture in my mind when I am on Facebook and Instagram. Um, these two people, one of them is uh, kind of like a distant um, family member, and they uh, live a completely different lifestyle than me. Um, and yet they're not saved, and I desperately want them to be saved. And so I mm-hmm. imagine myself talking to that person and every communication that I have. Um, if it if what I'm going to say is going to like really upset that person because that person has things that they care about, things that they value immensely, um, it's not their faith, but it's other things. And if what I'm going to mm-hmm. say is going to impact them um, and just like throw them over the edge, let's just, I'm going to give like a silly example. Okay, let's say this person is like really into the environment. And so I post a, I share because that's the big thing, sharing. So I share a video (laughs) about how global warming isn't real. And I'm like, yeah, global warming is just something that the (laughs) politicians have made up. Um, And Mm. if I were to do that, then that person out there who I know and love and who doesn't know Jesus, but who really cares about the environment, they see that and they're going to immediately be mad at me. (laughs) And I don't, I don't want that. And I don't really care about global warming Mm -hmm. that much that I would be willing to put my relationship with them on the line. So I have these two people. One of them is um, like a mom friend um, from way back. And I know she follows me on social media. And similarly, um, I know about her. I know about her values and they are, you know, different from mine in a lot of ways, but similar enough that, you know, we're friends. And she also doesn't know Jesus. So these two people, I am constantly filtering through of what would I say to them? What would I value before them? Um, what would I want to present to them as my witness? And so that has helped me to stay out of fights, <laughs> to stay away from mm-hmm. sharing things on, you know, like all the hot button topics, like I do not, I'm not going to tell you about what I think about, um, I don't know, like what we're doing on the border or you know anything. Like I will just stay away because I genuinely would hate that, that, that thing, which is not a life and death issue before the Lord would keep someone from hearing the gospel for me. So that's what I do. Yeah. I think that's, it's a really good, those are great tips, Abigail. I think both having a specific person in mind mm-hmm. is very, very helpful. And then also just knowing we all have opinions on lots of things, but that doesn't mean we have to put all of our opinions out there on social media. That's there, right. there are things that, Hey, there, it'll be just fine if you don't put it out there. Is this, <laughs> is it worth, Yeah. even if you feel that way, like True. you don't have right. to put it out I mean, there. I have opinions on all um, those things, but I'm just not going to tell them to you on social media. <laughs> yeah. So I think, um, Having having said all of these mistakes, these five mistakes that we we just ran through, you know, you have to have a, a view of social media because it is a real space in society today. Sure. And anyone who's connected with us on Into the Harvest knows that it's a space that we value, that we actually want to be on social media, but we want to do it well. And both in our personal lives and our personal accounts, and then obviously what we're doing through Into the Harvest itself. So these mistakes don't mean that the solution is, well, just leave social media and avoid it. Although taking a uh, a, a um, temporary break is a good idea. 
I would actually encourage people to do that. If they want to do a reset, maybe take a week where you don't yeah. spend any time on social media. I think it'll be eye-opening to how much time you're spending on it. And it might also just give you enough space to re-engage with a, a higher purpose, which is to consistently represent Jesus. So, you know, we're big believers in social media, but we need to, to be mindful. We need to do it well as mm -hmm. followers of Christ. That's right. And we know you guys probably have really great tips as well, and we would love to hear them. So ironically, we would like for you to share with us on social media <laughs> how um, how to best behave ourselves on social media. <laughs> yep, do it. So, yeah, we yeah. hope you have um, benefited from this conversation today, and we would love to hear from you, um, hear how you are navigating the choppy waters of social media around you, uh, and we hope that uh, this gave you some good food for thought. So thanks, Andrew. Thanks, Lakeith. This was a good conversation. All right. Thanks, Abby. We'll do it again yeah. soon. Bye, guys. Take care, guys. Thanks for being part of our community. If you find this podcast valuable, there are many ways you can support it. You can review it on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you happen to listen to it. You can share it on social media with your friends. Or you can support it directly by visiting our website, intotheharvest.org, clicking on the donate link, and becoming a monthly giving partner. When you do this, you'll receive a thank you package with some great ITH gear. Thank you for supporting the show and helping our small team make a big difference for Jesus. It's listeners like you that make this ministry possible.